All gas, no brake. Waggy sauce, Gardner. Um, I mean, that boy's a dog, man. And, uh, that boy a dog, for real. Listen, thank you. We're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and, and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts. And I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. Well, folks, December is here, and the Jets are playing meaningful football off of a loss, but four games left. We'll see how this one shakes out. If you would have told us that we'd be 7-6, and six, before the season started, I think we would have signed up for that. It's the Jets Way Podcast, Jake and Lorenzo. Zoe, confidence level this week. Ooh, confidence level out of out of 10. I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go an eight. Solid eight. Um, you know, well, the weather might might be a little cold for, for the Lions, who are a dome team. So I think I think we have a good shot. Um, hopefully health um is on our side uh this week. I think I think we have a good shot. It's crazy, though, because if you do look at Jared Goff's numbers outside of the Dome and in the cold weather, it's a pretty small sample size, though, for his career with the cold weather. They're not that great. And this might be a little bit more of a different situation because I don't think he's ever played with a receiver like um, um, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Wow, it's a tongue twister when you think about it and say it out loud. But um, so that could be different there. And also you look at the two running backs in Swift and Jamal Williams. The Jets will have their hands full if Quinn and Williams misses this game, I'm that's what I'm really worried about because without him, and we've seen it throughout the year, once he goes out, stopping the run becomes a big issue with this defense. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I mean, you know, big Q hasn't, hasn't practiced um, this week so far. Um, it's not looking great. And I honestly don't think he's going to play, especially with um, the short week um, against the Jags coming up. So um, don't think he's going to play, but Hey man, I think, I think we got to, it's going to be a lot of uh, Solomon Thomas, a lot of Michael Clemens, um, Nathan Shepard, obviously. So um, those guys definitely have to step up. Um, it's the you know next man up mentality. Projected to be 36 degrees at kickoff on Sunday, not a cloud in the sky, but still definitely. I mean, when you, when you take in the wind chill factor of winds probably over 10 miles an hour, you're probably talking about a feels like under 30 game. It's going to be a cold one. At MetLife Stadium for these Detroit Lions. And I think, honestly, a big concern for me is we haven't really, I guess we have, but Skyler Thompson as the quarterback will definitely take the win. Haven't really faced receivers like these Detroit Lions receivers. Granted, we did play Justin Jefferson not too long ago. We played Stephon Diggs, but, um, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown is up there with with all the best receivers in the league. This guy is a flat out machine. And he's the the Lions are a type of team where they kind of go as he goes. I feel like I feel like when he has the big games, they win. But this is a big test for Sauce Gardner, man. Every single week, it seems like there, there's a different type of receiver that he guards. Uh, they might put him in the slot, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Michael Carter II has to do a better job. <laughs> he can't be committing dumb penalties like he did last week against Buffalo. So I'm, I'm curious to see how the Jets go about containing Amon Ross St. Brown because he really is the heartbeat of that whole Lions offense. No, he definitely is. Um, and I and I was definitely curious to hear your take on this because, you know, I'm on St. I'm on Ross St. Brown is, you know, plays primarily in the slot. Obviously, Michael Carter the second is gonna have to step up, but you no, know, do you do you think do you see Sauce moving over to the slot or you think it's just gonna be um pretty much Michael Carter the second on him? I would see with DJ Reed 
could do in yeah. the slot. He's a smaller type of receiver. He can move quick. I'm a little afraid of Sauce, honestly, playing in the slot because usually dudes that are that long and that lanky don't transition too well to the slot. It's more of a smaller type of corner role, um, kind of like that safety corner type of hybrid that we've seen over the years. Think of like Tyron Matthew all those years playing for the Cardinals and Todd Bowles' defense. Todd Bowles, talk about a terrible coach. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I don't know about Sauce transitioning to the slot. I would keep him on the outside. They got the Chark guy who's having a pretty good pretty good year coming over from the Jaguars. Uh, Jamison Williams, who I loved up until the draft. He's not really playing too much. He's just coming back from the ACL surgery. And honestly, very glad they didn't listen to me. Not to say Jamison Williams will be a bad player, but it looks like we got it right with the 10th <laughs> overall pick there uh, with Garrett Wilson. So there's other receivers that Sauce Gardner can, can cover. And to me, it's just – this offense is very Amon Ross St. Brown driven along with the running backs. And if you can make Jared Goff, and I've always said this about Jared Goff over the years too. And this is where the defense, particularly without Quinn Williams, I'm looking at guys like uh, John Franklin Myers, Carl Lawson, making big money, Jermaine Johnson, a first round pick, making big money drafted highly. You need to hit the quarterback. And I've said this about Jared Goff over the years. He's a very good quarterback when he's comfortable in the pocket, when he has time to throw, he can make all the throws. But when he's uncomfortable, and we've seen this before with the Rams, he's a below-average quarterback. And that's why I think it's imperative for the Jets to maybe send some blitzes at the Lions this weekend and really try to get Goff uncomfortable in an element that he's not used to in the outdoors in cold weather. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, this Lions offensive line is, is pretty solid. Um, they have a, a lot of big bodies on the offensive line. So um, it's going to be a you know, battle in the trenches for sure. Um, obviously, you know, without Q, um, a lot of guys are going to have to step up. Um, and, and you're right, man. We're gonna have to hit the quarterback. And one thing we're gonna have to do as well is, is force some turnovers. Like we said on, on, on the previous show, like if we win the turnover battle, most likely then you know, most likely we're gonna win this game. Um, and we have we've lost a turnover turnover battle the last two games. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing that. We need to win the turnover battle. They're overdue. This is what great defenses do. If you're the Jets defense, you need to force turnovers. I think they might. I think they will not might. I think they will. Um they're long overdue. So this is it for the defense right here. Everything you did this year, if you can't get the job done this weekend, flush it down the tubes. It pretty much goes for nothing. So it's really not now or never if uh, you're that Jeff Ulbrich defense. But I just kind of want to go over to the offensive side of the ball because it is very noticeable over the last couple of weeks that the starts have been just awful. I think that is a combination of you can blame execution all you want, but that's bad coaching in my opinion. If it's a trend of poor starts, that's a bad game plan. That's bad play calling. That's bad coaching at the end of the day. So, Mike LaFleur, how about we let Mike White get into a rhythm early on in the game? Let's. We know he's working with those ribs, and a hit could take him out of the game. Why don't we get the ball out of his hands quick early? Let him get some confidence. Let the offensive line get in a rhythm. Let everybody get acclimated to the game before we really start dialing it up as a play caller. What do you think about that? I don't think that's too much to ask. I think in this game, it's it's going to be a lot of it's going to be very pass heavy. Um, I think I think it's, this is going to be Mike White's game from from the first quarter to the fourth. I think it's because listen, like you said before, like we've started out very slow, and then somehow in the second half, the ball starts moving. Like that's not a, just a coincidence, in my opinion. Like that's again, like you said, that's coaching, that's game plan, that's a lot of that stuff. So. Um, I think we got to be aggressive early. I think we got to, you know, go for the go for the big plays. Obviously, get the ball out, you know, quickly and things like that. But um, 
I'm kind of done with the, you know, the the first first and second down, you know, HB dives and oh, things God. like. I think we, I think we got to be aggressive from the from the kickoff because that's only. I mean, that's not the only way we're gonna win, but that gives us the best shot to win, in my opinion. I would like to see, and I don't know why they went away from it. And like I said last podcast with the, um, when we saw Mike White against the Bengals last year, and particularly against the Bears, he did a great job of this. The throws to the running backs out of the backfield. What happened to him? It seems like they kind of went away from him. And even in the Minnesota game with Ty Johnson, we didn't even see Ty. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I mean, Ty Johnson might be better than Michael Carter at this rate out of the backfield. If you really think about it and just come to a reality standpoint of things, Ty Johnson has played pretty decent for the Jets this year, particularly in the past game. So um, I want to see more throws to these running backs that set up easy offense and Every single time White does it, he hits him in stride. It's not like he's throwing it in the dirt like Zach Wilson throwing it over his head. I think those are the type of throws that I want to see early on and get those running backs involved, and that really opens things up for the Garrett Wilsons and Elijah Morris. Yeah, no, that's 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 a great point. Um, it's I'm very I was actually surprised we didn't see a little bit of Ty Johnson last game. Um, I thought he played you know pretty well against the Bears and then um, obviously the Vikings as well. But um, I also I also think we have to get Garrett Wilson involved early as well um i think that w- that's been not an issue per se but i think we've waited till like the second quarter late in the second quarter to the second half to start really feeding him the ball so um that's what i'm looking forward to seeing just just getting him the rock early and there's no doubt in my mind zonovan bam knight is the starting running back yeah. of this team the rookie of the week congratulations to bam knight yes feed him early i just hate when i see these generic running plays for him let's get the kid on the outside Let's let him go get going on the outside and uh, break one open because all of his best runs this year, I get it. He's very good after contact, so he kind of can run between the tackles. That's not what I'm saying. I personally think when you get him outside and you run off tackle, you run counters, pitches, stretches, Mr. Whatever you whatever you name it. I think that's when he's at his best because I think he really cuts up field well and he's that one cut runner, kind of what Tevin Coleman was supposed to be. If you think about it from last year, he just hits the hole and keeps going kind of like how Brees Hall does it as mm-hmm. well. So um, Zonovan Bam Knight, I want to see a heavy dosage of him early and I'm sorry, but Michael Carter don't really have much interest in seeing him. This is the Bam Knight workhorse uh, bell cow era of Jets football. So uh, hopefully okay. we see that. I mean, listen. Who who would have thought it would have been the uh, Mike White and and Bam, and Bam Knight, Knight. <laughs> and Mike White and Bam and Bam Knight? Holy cow! But um, yeah, man. I I, I wanted to like. Who do you think is going to be our our third down our third down back? Um, Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. Who I it kind of has to be this rate. It, ha- it has to be. I just need I need Ty Johnson to be better in, in in pass protection. If I'm being honest, I think that's why Michael Carter gets a nod over him. Uh, at least in in the coaching coach's perspective. Yeah. Um, so that's my only concern, but I think right now, um, Ty Johnson at least looks faster on the field for sure. Doesn't look like Corey Davis will play with the concussion. I get it. Everybody likes him. He's a veteran presence and this is really not a, I guess it is kind of a knock on him. If you think about it, it's never available, man. It's never available. He makes these killer mistakes every week. I think that is a no brainer for the jets in the off season. Wasn't a complete failure of a signing. Definitely did had his moments as a jet, but it's never available, and it looks like the Jets will be without him this week. Will probably be more Denzel Mims. Be interesting to see if they finally start giving these end arounds and uh, reverse plays to Elijah Moore, and not Braxton Berrios. And it would be also nice if Mike Lafleur 
could stop drawing up these plays for Braxton Berrios when we're inside the 20-yard line because it's really getting annoying. I, I have faith that think Salah took him aside this week and said the play calling needs to be better, and hopefully Mike LaFleur gives us a good game. And also, it should be noted, I, correct me if I'm wrong as a Jets fan, I feel like all of Mike LaFleur's best-called games are at MetLife Stadium. Call me wrong, but... No, nah, that's honestly very... Away. That's that's very true. All of his best games this year, and honestly, last year too, were were on uh, home ground. I would I would have to agree. I would have to agree. I mean, one I, I definitely listen. I'm I'm tired of seeing Braxton Berrios uh, inside the twenty. Um, but I don't know if you heard Mike Lafleur's like comments on Elijah Moore, but um, I, I don't know if it was today or, or yesterday, but basically said like he's in a lot better place. You know, speaking really highly of him, so. Who knows? Maybe that's a sign of, for for things to come. I definitely think we need to utilize him more. Um, but yeah, that's that's just how I feel. It's in a better place because he's leading the team in targets. Well, <laughs> as great as Garrett Wilson's played, it's still Elijah Moore. Um, yeah, that's where it stands, and it's really hard not to be upbeat about playing for a quarterback like Mike White. If you're miserable playing for Mike White and a guy that's really giving it his all out there, uh, you you really aren't going to find happiness yeah. <laughs> anytime soon if you're Elijah Moore. So. Uh, hopefully this week, man, and the Lions defense, and this is another point that I would like to kind of harp upon. And this is why I didn't get on white and the offense too much last week. The play calling was definitely annoying. Bill's defense is no joke, bro. Yeah. The Bill's defense is no joke. The Lions defense is not the Bill's defense. They should be able to move the ball a little easier. The Lions defense is more on par with Minnesota's defense who the jets moved the ball on in the second half, um, in Minnesota. And this this defense is probably, and this isn't really a knock. I guess the Bears are pretty bad too, but this is probably the, I guess you want to call it worst defense they'll see in the second half of the season. So if they can't move the ball here, we got to reevaluate. We got we got bigger we got bigger problems. <laughs> yeah, really. So that, that that's where it stands there. But I, I have a good feeling about this week. I do, and um, it's hard to really be feeling great after you've seen what you've seen over the past few weeks with this football team losing three out of four. I definitely have a lot more faith in Mike White leading the offense. If it was a Zach Wilson led production on Sunday and for the rest of the year, I'd be like, I don't know. They're going to have to win in spite of him. I think if the jets do make the playoffs, I think it will be because of what Mike White does as opposed to just winning in spite of Zach Wilson, because defense just, just really not on that level anymore. The beginning of the year. It's weird. It's like once we went to white, the defense went down. Yeah, I mean, listen, it started off with that Bears game. Um, they didn't even have their starting quarterback. And and I, I feel like the, the the Bears in the first, I don't know if it was the first half, first quarter, but I feel like there were times they just moved the ball down the field like way too easily against us. Um, and that's been a, a little bit of a trend. And it hasn't been all game. Like I like the Vikings, um, there was that uh I think we were down five points and they they easily, you know, they drove the drove the ball down the field really easily. Same thing with the Bills game. It's just been like some possessions here and there where I feel like things have slipped up a little bit. Um, obviously bad penalties involved, but um, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing this defense play this week. I think a home game after two tough road L's, like the crowd's going to be into it. Um, this is when, you know, your defense should be playing their best football. Agreed. Defense travels. And if you, I don't know if you saw the broadcast last week with uh, NBC with Jason Garrett and Tony Dungy, they were both very complimentary to the Jets, and they said that they still have faith in Robert Sala because the Jets' defense is a defense that should travel in cold weather. There's no excuse to get pushed all over the field by the Detroit Lions on Sunday. 
There's really not. And, and this isn't to be mean to the Lions, who are definitely competing for a playoff spot, and it's not to be mean to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are also competing for a playoff spot. If you cannot beat both of those teams, uh, a Florida team and a Dome team, with suspect defenses and teams that are, let's just face it, they're not as good as you from a talent perspective. If you can't beat both of those teams in freezing cold conditions on your home turf, you don't deserve to make the playoffs, in my opinion. Yep. So get made all you want, but these are two games they must win. If they don't, as a fan, I, I'm just saying it to myself now because I guess I'm getting mentally prepared <laughs> just in case. <laughs> um, there's nobody to blame but yourself. And you don't deserve to make the playoffs if you can't win these games. It's just how I look at it. Yep. No, I think that's very fair. I think I think Robert Sala pretty much said the same thing. Like, you know, we're not looking for other teams to handle our business. Like, we need I to love that. We need to beat the teams in front of us, handle our own business, and and that's how we'll make the playoffs. But no, I definitely agree. I think um, and listen, the, the Lions have been playing well, like no, no knock on them. Um, obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, we should not be sleeping on them at all but um these are two teams that right now are, are sitting outside the playoffs and if we want to be a playoff caliber team and a playoff team like we have to beat these teams in order to get to where we want to go and also it should be noted too and i would just like to remind people of this i get it it's a different day and age and a different scenario but just go back to and i told you this too i get, i told you this as well go back to 2009 where the jets lost a terrible game to Matt Ryan and the Falcons at MetLife Stadium, or then it was Giant Stadium. It was the last year of the Giant Stadium. Yeah. And they lost a brutal game. And I mean brutal, a game that they should have had and a game that they just simply blew. And we thought it was over. Rex Ryan was on the mic after the game at 7-7 seven and seven saying, well, clearly we're out of the playoffs, and that's unfortunate. Lo and behold, every single team lost in the race the next week, and the Jets controlled their own destiny. You never know, but – tiebreakers aren't really on our side. You don't want to rely on other teams. I do agree with Salah, but to the people that, you know, want to jump off of a building if they lose this week, I might, I, I might be wanting to join you. <laughs> Actually, I probably will, but we just need to remember that. And there still is a ton of football left to be played and we just need to see what happens. And um, I'm just kind of curious because uh, just to hear what you think, because I've, I've heard of some pretty ridiculous statements this week, but if the Jets lose this game, are you going back to Zach Wilson? Unless Mike White looks like Christian Hackenberg, then no. <laughs> I I just don't like even even in these last two losses. Like, have we lost because of Mike White? No, no, we we really no, haven't not at all. <laughs> like, not at all. Like, let's 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 be real. Um. So I, no, I don't think so. I think Mike White deserves to to be the quarterback, um, for the rest of the season. Um. Obviously, health hopefully health, you know, he's healthy and things like that. But even when his ribs were shot last game, he was still making some throws. Like, let's not oh, get he, it twisted. He was making some throws, all right? Throws I've never seen Zach Wilson make. And also, I might want to add this. What do you think the score is if Zach Wilson plays in that game last exactly. week? Exactly. Exactly. You, you think we're I mean, if he couldn't throw the ball in New England with no – I mean, seriously. <laughs> Bro, people are people forget. Seriously. This is – those two games, that Minnesota game and that uh, game in Buffalo – Easily the Jets get blown out in those games if Zach Wilson's the quarterback. I bet you they score like maybe a touchdown or two combined with Zach Wilson. He's done. I, I'm telling you, I don't think, and I hope not, because then if we do see him again, the season's in go is the way we want it to. I don't think Zach Wilson's going to be the Jets quarterback anymore. I think the ship has sailed. And how do you come back from that? 
the only way he comes back, and I don't even want to put this on air, but like if if an injury happens, yeah, I'll okay. say that. That's the that's that's the, that's the only way because I don't see Mike White not playing this well. And listen, he he can definitely be better, but I don't. He's definitely a lot better than than Zach Wilson at the moment, and 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 I will always go back to this, but some of those throws against New England were downright horrible, and I don't want to see that anymore as a fan. <laughs> um, and I don't know how fans are, are you know are wanting to see him at the moment. I'm not I'm not saying he's done as a professional. That's that's not what I'm saying. But at the moment, he needs some time to just like relearn a lot of different things, especially with his mechanics. Um and just processing defenses and, and and that's something that a lot of people think as well. I don't know if you heard Tony Romo in the game um, last week, but he was basically saying the same thing. Yeah, it was. I, I disagreed a lot what he said. What what you what you disagree with? I mean, for starters, it really wasn't. Um, I mean, he was talking about really not seeing the field. Granted, that's where Zach Wilson does struggle. But my man was throwing spike passes <laughs> on screens and just the throws that were there of oh, dudes. Yeah. Why you know what I'm saying? That's not mental, in my opinion. That's just bad yeah it's it's i mean listen it was definitely bad i mean we 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 saw with our own two eyes there were a lot of and and, and it wasn't just that new england game there were a lot of throws throughout the year where it's like dude like the denver game was another one yeah like you're more you're you're more talent he's listen zach wilson is, is a talented kid i'm not putting you know i'm not saying he's not talented it's just something isn't clicking and all I know is that mike white when he stepped onto that field there was a burst of energy from the offense from the entire team really um and i i want to see that continue and even though we lost the last two games i don't think it was because of mike white i think zach wilson's best bet to make it in his career is to do what gino did just be a backup for many i'm serious no just back somebody up for years and then you get your shot i think that's he has a lot of work to do and unfortunately it just didn't really work out here in my opinion and love or hate us it's pretty tough to be bought in on on zach wilson so that's how it stands. And I'm glad, though, he's the number two because I had no interest in that. By the way, I'm a little annoyed at the Jets, too. Why is it that we cut Will Parks but not Joe Flacco? Why is Joe Flacco still here? It, Why? It, it doesn't make sense to me. Is anybody uh, claiming him on waivers? No. I mean, listen, I definitely agree. that I, I heard, like, the Jets wanted to bring Will Parks back on the practice squad. You don't need – that's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. That's not a guarantee. And – Listen, Joe Flacco looked like he's he's done. He's it's 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 looking like his time has passed and he does not want to be out there. We saw what he he did when his his number was called um in that in that emergency situation when Mike White went out and it wasn't pretty at all. So I don't want to see him for the rest of the year. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I, I definitely agree with you. I don't know how we won a game with that guy as our starting quarterback. <laughs> that really speaks to the brilliance of Brees Hall and, and, and the defense. <laughs> Thank you, Cleveland. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know how we won a game. That the fact if you would have told me or just anybody that we would be down by two possessions with under two minutes left and no timeouts with Joe Flacco as our quarterback and win, I don't even think Vegas should put out. I don't even think Vegas put out odds for that. Honestly, though, like it's it's funny thinking about it now because like I wonder if like if people like live live bet that like live. There's no way odds could have been out. There's no way there there are odds not that big <laughs> with Joe Flacco yeah. as quarterback. That was I yeah. That's what I'm saying. We've had a lot of highs this year, man. That's why I hope it doesn't go for waste. And um, we're gonna be kicking ourselves if we fall short. But hey, four games left. You need at least three or four, in my opinion. Probably all four. 
would be nice to get all four, but I think three or four can still get it done. I think people are a little too uh, relaxed. People, we gotta we gotta win out to make the playoffs. I think three or four can get the job done still. I right. think it. I think it depends what combination or like. Sorry, well, who who we lose to? If it, if that were the case, I definitely think if I definitely think we we need to beat Miami. I think um, the Jets and the Dolphins finish ten and seven this year. I think if we're being completely honest, I think they both finish ten and seven. Um, if they have the same record, I think they will both be competing for the playoffs week eighteen for the last playoff spot. I do. And listen, it's it's it very well might come down to that last game. Um, obviously we're taking it one game at a time, but I I def like looking at the schedule ahead, I definitely think that's a game like we we can't lose that game. Well, you could tell it's going to be a big game. Yeah, you could tell, and um, I think they're going to get smoked by Buffalo this week, Miami. Listen, there's going to be what nine nine yeah. inches of snow. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I think Buffalo's going to have their way with them, and I think New England. I get it. They won on Monday. They get all the breaks as always. They have a tough schedule. I'm really not too concerned with the Patriots. It's going to be – it's a three-team race, in my opinion, between us, the Dolphins, and the San Diego – or excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, the Patriots. The, their time will come. Their time will come. My, my buddy Joe Burrow will take care of them. I believe they also have another game with Buffalo this year as well, New England. Hopefully, Buffalo was playing for something. That's week 18. I think Buffalo will probably be playing for the number one seed at that point because I can see – I hate to get off topic like that, but I could see uh, Cincinnati beating Buffalo and them being tied with Kansas City, and they'll they'll have to play their starters Week 18 against the Patriots. So, I think uh, I think the Pats also have the Dolphins. The Dolphins too. They have uh, the Dolphins too. Um, they could beat the Dolphins, though, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think that's a. They're not beating Cincinnati. There's no way in hell this that the Patriots will beat the Bengals. I will be floored if the Patriots beat the Cincinnati Bengals and keep up with Joe Burrow and company. There's just no, there's no way they're gonna win that game, and and they're 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 pretty banged up at the moment too. I don't know if you saw that, but a lot oh, of their boo hoo. You know. <laughs> no, just, good for them. <laughs> yeah, really shedding a tear here. <laughs> well, uh, and by the way, there's some breaking baseball news. I don't know if you saw this. I, ju- I just saw. I just got to Carlos Rodon to the Yankees. Thank God that the Yankees did something to benefit the team this offseason. It's just. Uh, you know, running it back with the same team every single year for the last five years just wasn't cutting it. I'm glad they finally did something. So, bravo to them. Happy holidays to all involved in the uh, in the Bronx. Well, folks, that'll do it for this week. Uh, if you are not subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast, as we alluded to on last podcast. Our best year by far. The streams were up. The follows were up. The subscribers were up. Everything was up. We love it. And uh, this time of year, we've been praying for for since the uh, inception of this podcast. So uh, thank you all for the support. Just uh, leave us that five-star review and subscribe, and we will be back, hopefully recapping a victory on Monday. Jake and Lorenzo, as always, Go go Jets.